Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. I am up here on Pioneer Trail in Red River, New Mexico. Had an amazing weekend in Raton. Thanks to everybody that helps put that event on. I, uh, dude, I had an amazing time. Partied at night and then rode the fucking dog piss out of the Pan America during the day. Me and Booger, dude, we, uh, we blazed some trails. He was on his 450. I was on the Pan America. And uh, I'll tell you more about it as, as we go on. Today's show is with my friend Sloan, who's been up here in Red River for like nine years now. His family's been coming up here for generations. He owns a fly fishing shop called Red River Angler and Sport. Um, has got all your fly fishing things, you know, poles, flies, whatever you need to catch fish. And he also does guided trips. We talk about dirt bike guided fly fishing trips on this podcast, which he will, you know, if you give them a call, he will make that happen. So that's, that's fucking rad Sloan. I can't wait to go out on the mountain, on the bikes and, uh, get some fish on the line. You guys enjoy this podcast. Extermination Day with Thou Shall Not Hassle. Thank you, Zach. Check out Heavy Clothing at Heavy at Big... What? At Heavy.BigCartel.com. Old Knives Made by Nick got me some some sweet gear from Heavy recently. The one thing that has been way more handy than I ever thought is this fucking... It's just a lighter holder. Just little... It's a lighter sleeve. Leather lighter sleeve. With a leash on it where you can like fucking pull your lighter out of your pocket without reaching in your pocket. It sounds minuscule, but fuck, it's been handy. Check it out at Heavy. Thank you, Nick. Make sure to check out at Knives Made by Nick. He's on a big trip right now. I was hoping to do a podcast with him before he took off, but we'll just have to do a recap when he gets back. He left for a tone. He is headed to Wyoming then to Sturgis, and then he's going to ride to fucking North Carolina. Make sure you're following him on the gram. He does a great job at documenting these travels. So thank you, Nick. What are you doing this summer? Run to Raton is over, and I'll be doing more of a recap over the next few shows, talking to my guest about what we did. Um, the next event is Sturgis. God, there's a lot going on at Sturgis. Old Ricky Bongo's reached out so I could tell you guys about his Wild Vegas party. August 11th, Wednesday night, where it all started at the Jack Pine Gypsies Hill Climb. Take your chopper. 
ride it up a hill, race on the flat track, have a wild Vegas party in Sturgis. Ricky Bongos, man, he uh, he's got a company called USA Parts, and he just distributes USA made parts, which is a fucking rad thing. Um, yeah, if you can't stand behind that, I don't, you know, get the fuck out of here. Uh, thank you, Ricky, for finding everybody making badass shit in America. And, you know, that's a cool thing. USA Parts Co. All right, what else we got? August 28th and 29th is Born Free in Silverado, California at Durango Canyon. For some reason, I thought it was at a new location. It is not. Uh, the 27th will be the People's Champ Built Well, Built Well's People's Champ fucking party, crowning, whatever the fuck you call it. That's going to be your last chance to vote for Cliff because he's the only option. He's really, sorry, Zach, but Cliff is the only option. I'm going to be doing a recap podcast with uh, Josh from Biltwell talking about the past couple years, how it's, uh, you know, changed and evolved in the current climate that we are in since Biltwell has taken over the people's champ and go over all the builders' videos and, um, you know, just discuss the options that you have in front of you before you cast your vote. Let's see, what else do we got? Yeah, the online voting is 23rd through the 27th of August. September, oh, dude, I got a new one for you. September 4th and 5th, Labor Day weekend, Chopper Campout, the Back 40 Bonanza, 6203 Highway 151, Ignacio, Colorado. This will be happening during the Durango Four Corners Motorcycle Rally. 4CMC is raffling off a motorcycle. It's a bitchin' Buell Chopper. I have seen the motherfucker in person. It is nice. I really can't even believe they're giving it away. But literally, you show up, you pay like, I don't know, whatever the fucking camping fee is, like $20 for the weekend, and it gets you a chance at winning. I believe that they're only selling tickets there. Like, you can't, like, it's going to be sick. It's going to be a fucking party. They've got a giant, like, indoor rodeo arena where they're going to do chopper games if it rains. They got a spot outside if it doesn't rain. It's just going to be a fucking party all weekend long. So go check it out. Follow, um, I don't know who to follow. One underscore truck underscore nuck. Spencer's Instagram has the flyer that I'm looking at now. So check it out. September 11th is Full Tilt Boogie, Nordic Brewing Co., Monticello, Minnesota, Chopper Vans, Bands, and Beer. September 18th is the Junction City Chopper Show, Ogden's first vintage chopper show, and they will be giving away a chopper as well. October 3rd is the Southern Throwdown at Yellow Rose Canyon. New Events Center out in East Texas. It's a couple hours east of Dallas. This will be the new home of the Southern Throwdown. The Outbound Train will be playing a party out there October 2nd, the night before the event. 
This is going to be sick. This is really going to be good. There's camping. There's place to ride mini bikes, dirt bikes, fucking adventure bikes, park your van, set up camp. They're even talking about having a swap meet and giving out free vendor spots for swappers. Now, you can't set up that and then sell T-shirts. You can't. That's not how it works. But if you want to sell chopper parts, pay attention. Oliver will be doing a special something to get a swap meet going on that weekend. So that would be rad. October 8th and 9th is the Virginia City Roundup. That is in Virginia City, Nevada. This is literally a chopper and cowboy rodeo. Friday night, show up. They're going to fucking have a bull riding rodeo. Saturday, there's going to be a chopper show. And I believe you're going to get to race fucking horses in the dirt if you dare. I mean, sounds sick as fuck. October 16th is Rat Rotober at Tupps Brewery in McKinney. And then November 11th is Fuel Cleveland in Cleveland, Ohio, presented by Forever the Chaos Life, Lowbrow Customs, and The Gas Box. It's a bunch of shit going on, dude. I am uh, fucking super stoked to jump on my Pan America and ride that motherfucker through Colorado. Me and Randall are going to take off next week. And, dude, we're going to ride these fucking... We're going to... I mean, I've already put my shit through the... Dude, speaking of tests, I dropped this Pan America. I went through this giant fucking, like, mud puddle and just hit a rut and the fucking thing just fucking laid over right after I'd passed a couple side-by-sides so they were right behind me to see this. But pretty much the thing, like, submerged itself, like, just fell underneath the water. I wish I would have taken a picture, but I was too concerned with it not starting back up. So I just fucking picked it up immediately. But the motherfucker damn near, like, completely went underwater. Now, yeah. And it just fired up, and uh, I threw mud all over those side-by-sides behind me. But god damn, this bike keeps impressing me. Me and Booger put it through the test. Uh, we crossed some crazy fucking pass in Colorado. I mean, serious fucking road, Jeep trail, fucking more like a goat trail through some rancher's land. We had to open and close gates behind us. Booger really didn't even think it was a legal road. I was questioning it, but... You know, we took our chances, and then Booger almost ran into the ranch, uh, the rancher on a side-by-side. It was uh, pretty rad. The guy was like, yeah, this is, yeah, you guys are okay. Just shut the gates on your way through, which was fucking sick. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to ride to Sturgis via a bunch of back roads in Colorado. I've got it mapped out way better than I did last year when I just fucking tried to wing it. And I'm stoked. I'm really the fuck of Pan America keeps on surprising me. Yesterday, I took it straight up a mountain to a fucking beautiful lake. It's, uh, man, and that's one thing we talk about in this podcast is this beautiful place that is northern New Mexico. And just like trail etiquette, well, we didn't really go deep into it, but it's something I'm learning about, taking advantage of more of these roads. I mean, it's it's public land, so there's a lot. It's not a, I don't know. 
there's a lot going on. There's a lot of aspects to be talked about, uh, responsibilities and respect so that we don't lose these opportunities to enjoy these vast forests that we have here in America. So this is going to be an evolving conversation as I talk to people that spend time in the woods, on the trails, and, you know, really submersing themselves in, you know, outdoor recreation in the forest. Um, Sloan has a fly fishing company, and he rides dirt bikes. It's not like he's a, I mean, he rides dirt bikes. I wouldn't call him like a fucking dirt bike, a dirt biker, but he's, he's getting there. Like, that is a... You know, he's really getting into it, as are a lot of people. So I feel like there's a lot uh, to be taught, a lot to be learned about, you know, riding in the forest. And I, I hope to learn a lot on this next trip me and Randall take through Colorado on the Pan Americas. I believe I've got everything I need for the trip. I found some highway pegs to put on it. I got some risers coming and, you know, I have the tires fucking great. I, you know, there's, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else I fucking need. I really don't. I fucking don't, but hopefully I can document this trip. Hopefully we can do some, get some video Cause I mean, shit, just the shit that I've done so far on this bike, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty fucking impressive and not that I'm an impressive rider, but what I've put this bike through is pretty gnarly. I've been fucking jumping it. I find that the suspension settings, like if I set it for two up or to set up, like you got options, you can do rider, rider with cargo. Uh, rider with passenger, you know, and it does some shit to the suspension. The fucking higher I jump, the more weight I have to tell it that I have on it, which makes sense. Uh, when I forget to do it, oh yeah, shit. So yesterday, coming down the mountain, and there's a setting where you can like turn off the anti-lock brakes in the rear, so you can slide around and steer with the back end. Normally, that's the setting I have, but I know that the technology is very, it's advanced. Like it's very, it's more reliable than I'm willing to like give the trust to, or like I, I'm, I have a hard time trusting that it's going to do the best thing in any given situation. But knowing that I've like been trying to play with turning it off and on and seeing how it does around turns and I think that it saved the life of my bike and maybe even myself yesterday. As I turned it off and then just got going too hot, jumping a little thing on the trail going down. And I came up to a left blind left-hand turn with a fucking cliff, like literally a fucking cliff. And I fucking slammed on the brakes and they didn't lock up. Luckily, because I don't know that I would have been able to make the turn sliding. I, I guarantee I wouldn't. I would have just slid off. But they didn't lock up. They gripped up, and I just fucking turned, and it and it turned at a very fucking fast. Like I was, I was at a very, I was going very fast, like 
I wouldn't have trusted the bike to make that turn. But since I had no choice except for to try or go off the cliff, I did. And it made it with ease. And I know that it was because of the anti-lock brake, traction control, whatever the fuck. The computers in that thing literally kept me from going off a cliff. And uh, it was weird. I still, you know, it's just weird. It's fucking weird. But I, I hope that I can like, I don't know, figure out ways to play with it so that I can gain trust. Probably won't like set myself up to go off a cliff. You know, trust, you know, there's a limit there, but that's something that I'm playing with and I'm open to, you know, learning more about. Okay, so I rambled on a lot. I will, uh, let's just get into this podcast with Sloan. Sloan, I look forward to riding with you, bud. Hope all goes well. Check him out at Red River Angler and Sport. This show is brought to you by MC Shop Tees, your t-shirt of the month club. The only way to support every local motorcycle shop. M-C-S-H-O-P-T-S dot com. It's like a magazine subscription, but you get a t-shirt. Each month, I feature a shop from around the country, sometimes around the world. Uh, And we do a one-off design. The only way to get it is through MC Shop Tees. That's right. It's a fucking badass deal. You can sign up to pay monthly or you can buy three, six, and 12-month packages. You can buy it as a gift for yourself. We've got men's, women's, and kids' sizes. It's a beautiful thing. And we've got some rad shit in the works. We've already done some rad shirts. And it's awesome. Last, who was last month's featured shop? I don't even have the shirt. We did Live Free Cycles. Oh, we did Sanctuary Cycles out of Birmingham, Alabama. Nick Resty with some bitchin' artwork. It's the second shirt he's done for us, and I love him. I fucking love his art. Uh, Loaf is a badass dude in Birmingham keeping people on the road. So thank you, Loaf. Go to mcshoptees.com so you do not miss another month. Now... While you're on the interwebs, go to DangerDansTalkShop.com and sign up to become a patron. That's what keeps this show on the road. Five bucks a month. That's it. You got a chance at winning badass shit. I put that stuff in my bike. I put that money in my bike and I burn it up and travel around talking to people, finding stories, sometimes living right through them so that I can tell you through this beautiful medium medium known as a podcast it's a way of saying thank you lowbrow customs customs lowbrow customs has given me the ability to give you one of my patrons a hundred dollar gift card every month to spend at lowbrowcustoms.com thank you fellas at the end of the year i will be giving away a motor built by b&b racing out of metairie louisiana it's a shovel head. I'm actually going to go get it as soon as I get back to Texas. 
when I drop off my 59 for them to rebuild that. On top of that, I've got a Lowbrow Customs Sportster tank that Chemical Candy Randy will be putting his Mechanical Randy flames on. Check out Chemical Candy Customs. Dude, he's the one that keeps me looking fucking fly. Did I just say looking fly? God damn, that's gay. But he's the reason my chopper looks so badass. He's the reason my Pan America looks so badass. And he's the reason my van is such a piece of shit and I can't sell it because it looks fucking badass. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. I mean, Randy. Thank you, Randy. Go sign up at DangerDanceTalkShop.com so you do not miss out. All right, now we will get into this podcast with Sloan from Red River Angler and Sport. In Raton. Say that again? Where do you play in Raton? Well, I mean, this is like... Or is it like a, a tent? Run to Raton. It's a full-on. They got fucking stages all over Upset. town. Yeah. Well, this is actually new, the way they're, they're doing it now. Um <clears throat> There's a, we've been doing it for, what, this is like the fourth year? Yeah. And it started out at my buddy's shop. There's like a vacant lot in town. He owns the old Chevy dealership. Copy. It's sick That's as a fuck. sweet spot. Turn the offices into living quarters. Rad. Their work, their giant garage space. He's got like a couple <coughs> of spots rented out, and then he builds choppers in there. Sweet. Does paint jobs, paints all the cops and fire department's vehicles. Right on. Anyways, <clears throat> he started this like four years ago to give away one of the bikes that he built. Did like this raffle. Oh, and yeah. Come here, we're going to party. Everybody camped right in the middle of town. That's awesome. It was, it was so fun. sick, dude. And it's been sick, and it's just grown. And now the city's like, oh, my gosh, people show up uh, to return. What the fuck? So they've gotten behind him. He's actually opened up a bar in town. So... Yeah, do the whole time Sweet. behind them. Now there's bands tonight, tomorrow night. That's all. Awesome. Saturday night. Hell yeah. Yeah, people from... Something I mean, the first year it was like I knew everybody there. Right. Now <laughs> right. it's like, oh, this is a thing. people everywhere coming That's in. good for Little Raton. Oh, it's they good. love it. You know, it's like... much going on up there. You know, it's one of those things that's grown, you know, it's like taking on a life of its own now. Right. We started out doing like the pre-party at Cold Beer. We would just meet there, camp yeah. out in the back. Right. They were always great. Party, wet t-shirt contest. My buddy would spot. come down and do tats there. Isn't Cold Beer cool? It's a cool spot. Yeah. I mean, just like right in the just middle. Just up of in the middle. Of I remember the way. first time I came upon it, I'm like, you got to be shitting me. We got to pull. What is well, this? We got to go in here and check yeah, it out. Like, for sure. Cold. They've got cold beer, obviously. Cold, they, that's all you need. Uh, so it's just grown from that. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, that's where I'm headed after this. Sweet. That'll yeah. be fun. Going to take the scenic route. Last year, wait, two years ago, I did what the road we're talking about. Yeah. On my chopper, rigid, with my friend on his rigid chopper. Why? Because it was... Because <laughs> it was... Because it's that's a why not? road, you know? Like, yeah, fair, fair. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it had its... <laughs> It's setbacks. I was just glad that nothing broke or rattled, rattled on apart. the bikes. We know we got to that one bluff where it's like down right at the top backs. of the the wall there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And killed the bikes and rolled down gravel like sixty miles an hour. It was. We were just like talking. All you could hear is <laughs> chain rattles. That's cool. Oh, dude, it was so cool. 
I find myself doing that a lot on the steep stuff on the dirt bike lately. Dude, it's stuff. great. I'm like, I'm just going to coast. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah I want to go slower than it'll let me go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just going to coast. Oh, dude. Because I'm a little wuss. Yeah, last time we talked about motorcycles. You had, what do you had? You had a little Honda. The Honda 110. Did, what, the did, 80, didn't you ask 80, me to do something to it? Yeah, I'll probably fix it. Yeah. Because it never worked. Did I? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, it still never worked when I sold okay. it. <laughs> Did I, I mean, I still might have worked. I mean, yeah, no, you wouldn't have been the first, or yeah. you would have been the first of many. Those things, thing was sweet, but it uh, it wasn't a goer. You could you could go anywhere, up, or you could go fast, like on flat, but you couldn't go fast and up. You know, like well, that it was you know. it was a climber. It was not a. It was not a speed demon, which was fine because the tires were tiny and it was well, terrifying. Well, I mean, what was it? It was like a, it was a 110. A 110, yeah. yeah. That was how old? 84. And it probably been here since then? I picked it up in Albuquerque. Oh, you got it in Albuquerque. Off some old folks. It's that, funny how many of those are around town, though. Oh, yeah. It's like there's a gang of us. So Dave, you know the, the buildings they sold back here behind the bull? Yeah. He, when they auctioned it off, he got one. Got an one out 84 there. 110, red yep. one. Yep. With an Oklahoma plate on it. Perfect. Took it back to Oklahoma, got it running, brought it back up. They're, they're perfect little scooter on town bikes. Around town. Yeah, just in town. Just around town. But it's also terrifying if there's traffic because they're so small and low. Traffic here? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. growing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a flag or something, man. You're bound to get run over. No one can see you. Oh, that's awesome. So did you ride anything before that, or was that the first intro? No, that was the first real, uh, I mean, I poked around on some other stuff. That was the real, that was the first thing I owned. Yeah. I mean, that's a good starter. <laughs> that's bike. what I thought. I'm, I'm like a real dip my toes into the water kind of guy. So I met one of your, uh, what, I guess you could call him one of your uh, competitors the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, from Sitzmark. Yeah. Dude on a KX250, and then his buddy on his first bike, which was a 1980 CR. Big, big fro. Honda. Big fro kid yeah, on the pink 250. pants. Yeah. Yeah, they were, we were yeah, a good buddy of fast. Nice. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. Uh, I saw him. I've been working on my Yamaha for a minute. It's got some weird issue. I think it, I'm thinking now it's the condenser, but I thought I fixed it. And I ride to the gas station and they're at the pumps. I'm like, sick, so these guys are going right. And they were asking me where I'm going. I'm like, I'm fucking following y'all. Where are y'all going now? So they, I guess they didn't care. You know, they just filled up and left. left so now you're gone. Oh I'm God. like, well, I got a gas cap on that thing that like takes a minute. Yeah. To screw in. Like literally there's like a hundred fucking threads on it Perfect. and they're tight. It feels Good. like you're cross threading it every time. So by the time I get gassed up, they're already like past Goose Lake Trail as I'm getting on the road. And I catch them. And then they're like at the front of the at the bottom of the Red River Pass Trail. Maybe they were waiting on me. Maybe they were talking. At that point I'm fucking hauling ass and I just blow by them. And then I get up like, I don't know, 200 yards and then my bike starts doing the same, same shit. shit. I'm like, God. So at that point, I can only use like a quarter throttle. I can't, if I go past that, it starts firing funny. Yeah. So now I, I just let them catch up and I'm putting with them. And then finally I got momentum and, and then talked to them at the top for a while. It's cool up there. Yeah. That's one of my favorite spots at the top of there. We go up there a bunch. It doesn't have as much traffic as Greeny up there. No. And it's cool because you can see the mountains. You can see town down there. It's a little small. Yeah. We'll take the grill up a lot and just cook dinner up there at night. And you can get up there with like a, a vehicle, a truck. truck. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. That take was the, the first trail I took uh, our Jeep, the Willis yeah. up. Yeah. 
the 63. When I t- sent my dad a picture, he was like, you drove that thing up the mountain? I was like, fuck, that's well, why yeah, we have Yeah, it. that's what it's for. Yeah. He's just afraid that thing's going to flip over. He's like, that ancient technology. It's an old road. Things. It's good. Like, that road's fine. Yeah, I had the 110, sold the 110, because I wanted a real dirt bike. But I was still a little, didn't want to put my foot on the way. Did you have friends in. around here that were yeah. riding? That, they were like, you yeah. Gotta, you can't ride with us with a 110. No, I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't keep up yeah. with anything. It made me a stroller. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> going downhill, hopefully. Uh, so I got a CRF 230. And, and that's a plated dirt bike, right? It, well, this one was. It's not supposed to be. CRF. But there was something. It's a CRFX, I think. Maybe. Plated. There's some, I guess, some counties in New Mexico where you can pay extra to have it plated. Yeah, you can. But you, you can. get an off road tag, but then the cops told me they weren't real. And we had, we, we kind of had a little. Oh, yeah? Did you have you yeah, had to we, figure that out? No, I told them they could figure it out, and I would ride around until they did. But uh, they're nice to me. But that was fun. I wanted something that I could put my feet down real easy. Yeah. Know? And uh, what, from what I've learned, you want your bike, no matter how big it is, <clears throat> to feel as much like a mini bike as possible. Yeah, I could see that. Like you just yeah, that was a even, perfect little. But it just didn't have enough juice either. I couldn't really? go. Yeah, like you get on the highway. Was it a carbureted? And, yeah. Where'd you get it? Albuquerque. But he rode it up here, and they had land in Pagosa, and they said that's where they rode it all the time. So yeah. it was all jetted for up it was, here. Yeah, it was, but I don't know. I just couldn't keep up. Just wasn't. Enough. What are one, your buddies riding? Um, we got Hank on a two-stroke 150 KTM. Dallas is on a 250 four-stroker. We got a 250 Honda CRF. He's selling it. He's over it. Honda CRF two, yeah. what? 250. 250. Uh, it's all street legal and heavy as shit. Really? I mean, mine's 100 pounds lighter than his. Well, your, your new one? Uh-huh. Were your KTM? Uh-huh. Yeah. New KTM? <laughs> it's not new by any means. No. What years is the new one? It's a 13. Oh, it's a 13. So it's not new at all. Um, but it's good for me for... Yeah. I mean, those new ones are expensive. It's a hard but the sell. used ones are expensive. The used right? ones are expensive right now. I know. I found a deal on it. And it was up in Del Norte, and I just called. I was like, "I'll be there in an hour." Like, yeah, that's like, how you have to do. It's it. Actually, going to take me two hours to get there, but I didn't tell him that. Yeah. But. And know. where Del Norte? Del Norte, like between Alamosa and South Fork. Okay. Like on the way to Wolf Creek, kind of up that way. Yeah. So he's a super cool dude. He ended up having a bunch of mutual friends, and uh, I pulled in. And he had three or four dirt bikes in the garage. He had a raft with a fishing frame and a snowmobile sitting there. And I was like, I think we could be friends, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you flirting with me? <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, uh, all right, I'll move in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Oh, that's good. That's cool. I, a while back, I posted some stuff online. Not because I really wanted to sell it, but just I wanted to see if there was anybody cool in the area that, would, that was looking for that kind right? of stuff. Like, And there wasn't. <laughs> A bunch of people looking for other stuff and yeah. thought that might work. Right, well, yeah, well, that's. I was looking at the pictures online and I saw all the stuff in the background, all the other toys, and I was like, ah, oh, this guy. Right. Yeah, we're, we're in the if same We can't picture. work a deal. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. something will happen. Uh-huh. So we just took him. We just got back from three or four days up doing a little dirt bike fishing access. Yeah, that was fun. 
Didn't want to drive the, you drove the truck as far as we felt like going, set up camp, and then. And you did that in the. In Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. So you got a rig for your, the pole on the bike? What, I mean, what do you do there? No, we just, well, that was, that's a funny story too. Yeah. We, uh, we just kept them in the tubes and then on our packs. Can I, yeah. let me throw them. Yeah. So that was one thing. I, so my brother just got in town, brought my new bike tonight, or last night. So that's what I did was like set it up uh, with the bags. The bags had never even been on the bike. Filled them up, put on my hatchet, my machete, and then my fishing tube to fucking fly rod. Did you see it out there? I did see it out there. It looks sick. I have a word of advice for did you. Did you see the fishing tube on there though? No, where was it? Oh yeah. Is it hidden? Sure. I'll have well, to look. Well, it's like... Wedged in there somewhere yeah. good. So we learned um, the hard way. Don't... <clears throat> don't just tie it vertically on your fork. Really? Because uh, depending on, I don't know, if you have a particular sage, the bottom cap may just fall out while you're going down the road. Oh, and shit, you it, had the cop, it, top down? No, 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 the bottom, it was top up, but the bottom fell out of it. Oh. And then the fly rod proceeded to fall out. Yeah. And I was second in line, and I was like, man, that's a weird place for someone to lose a pile of zip ties. And now looking back, it was chunks of fly rod. <laughs> oh, he didn't even notice it. No, I mean, how would you? You know, he's just cruising. And then you went to go, you went and unzipped it, and no looked down and saw daylight. And was like, oh, shit. Oh, damn. So, yeah, I lost the There's top, our lesson learned. The top to my Tinkara case in where I was up there in Montana, right out what around kind? Flathead Lake. What, what brand? Tinkara you know, Rodco. I might have another one. Oh, dude, my, an oil cap for a Sportster fits in there. Perfect. Yeah. Right. But it was funny because it, like, it was on my handlebars, and it, I didn't realize what had rolled down my tank, and then <laughs> fell in my lap. And as soon as I see what it was in my lap, it goes Gone. beside me. Gone. So I pull over. I like wave everybody on, and I'm like walking up and down the highway trying to find it. And then I get to my buddy's shop, Vintage Technologies, and they're like, hmm, that hole looks familiar. Pull out a, an oil plug and perfect yeah it was good. perfect till my sister-in-law broke it the other day broke the tip right off it's like, awesome. i believe it perfect yeah perfect it was funny because that the little the little piece that hangs off the end you know the cloth that you tie the lillian the lillian lillian yeah i just learned this the other day don't worry it was uh it was starting to fray i'm like damn so many big fish you yeah, know? yeah 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 i was sure like i'm gonna it. take this down to slow and he'll probably know how to fix that <laughs> yeah i would yeah, i don't know what i would have broke perfect <laughs> problem solved and then you know like you can buy a whole nother rod but you can't the tips are all out of stock right you should see the graveyard of fly rods i have back here right now from our guide fleet Oh, gosh. And I uh, sent a list in to the manufacturer, and I was like, here's all the, I need, like, the third section of this one, first section of this one, three sections on this one. And they are like, yeah, we'll send you one thing for all of them. And I was like, perfect. Well. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be, like, a constant thing, right? Constant. People it's not as bad as you rods. think. I mean, it's not as bad as you think, but, yeah, it, it happens. There's also some education, I think, in there. You can really, really... Talk to people. Hey, look how fragile this is. Don't jam it in a rock. Yeah. And maybe you they carry won't. a broken one with you. Like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. look, just just like oh oh yeah, this one. I forgot oh, one. that you know the guy yesterday broke right. it. Right. That we can just say that each day. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, like yeah. 
oh, we can't use this one because the guy <laughs> yes, yesterday. Yesterday didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> Not a listener. Just to show him that it's I just, like. I lose them completely. I don't even break them anymore. I just, I, think, just, lose, I just lose them. <laughs> we lost one on the river the other day. We were floating. We had a little adventure. Floating on which river? Uh, we were floating on the Rio Grande. I have yet to do that. If not, it's fun. It's over for the season. It's an early. Well, every time I come here, it's, it's over. too late. You got to come. Like one, come. one of the prime times, spring, right? Spring. Snow melt. Yeah. Well, so like we're floating up. Southern Colorado and fishing up there. Okay. Not the rafting down here per se. Um, so rafting time. It's spring. too late to do that. No, Float you can fish. Yeah, up there they suck all the water out for irrigation. Hope you like your potatoes. Whoa, I mean, I do. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> it works good, and mine will be. Really, they suck it all out. They sucked it. so much water and out then you that you can't even float and fish it anymore. Yeah, we floated last weekend, and it was skinny. Wow, and a lot of <clears throat> ping pong in it. But the KTM's have now become our shuttle vehicle. So we built a raft trailer for our raft that has a ramp on the front and some little lockdown tie down spots. So we'll drive up, drop the bike at the takeout, go up, put the boat in, float down, fish all the way. So you leave the bike. Leave the bike. It's like stashed in the trees. Yeah, it's not real stashed. I mean, it's just a boat ramp, you know. (laughs) I have this sketchy ghetto little master lock cable thing that has the same key to all of them, I'm sure. You know, I I guess it keeps the honest people out, right? Uh, But yeah, we'll leave the bike, float down, hop on the bike, drive back to the truck, truck. load up the bike, come down, pick the bike. Sweet. That way we don't have to pay for a shuttle, we don't have to take two cars. It's all good. And you get to ride your bike. And you get to ride your bike. (laughs) I uh, I didn't make it back to the truck a couple weeks ago. That was fun. Yeah. I'll... Woke up at the hospital and was like, this oh is not where I started. <laughs> um, no so that was exciting. It was a clusterfuck. Do you know what happened? I don't know if I locked my front brake and went over the handlebar or if I whiskey throttled it, but I do know that where I was supposed to take a left, I went straight and the road turned left. So... I don't know what happened beyond there, though. I don't know. You missed the turn? Like, do you remember Yeah, it was a T. No, turn? I don't remember. I mean, I knocked the fuck out of myself, so I don't remember. I barely remember leaving the takeout. Whoa. And it was only, like, a quarter of a mile down the road. <laughs> Damn, slow. <laughs> so that was fun. And they wake me up in the hospital, and they're like, you know what day it is? And I tell them what day it is. Do you know where you are? And I was like, I don't know where I am. I was asleep when you guys brought me here. Like, fucking tell me where I am, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so that was fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn. Um, so how long you been here in Red River? Uh, going on 12 years. 12 years, yeah. 12 years, yeah. So you, yeah, because I was thinking you've been here at least as long as I've been coming up yearly. Yeah. Which has probably been 10 years now. And then, let's see, well, I moved here, shit, fuck, what year is it? Because uh, I moved here in 2009, November. From Ish. where? Uh, I was in College Station. Well, I was kind of in Austin for that summer before. Grew up in Austin. Spent my summers up here as a kid, kind of like your crew does, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, my mom was a teacher, so when we got out of school, we just loaded up. Stay here the whole summer? Stay here all summer. Oh, sick. It's fucking hot down there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we still have our family place. I'm the fourth generation at that place. Like, it'll wow. be there forever. Wow. 
Um, my dad spends his summers up here, my brother and his family come and go. So it's, I mean, it's more home than anywhere else now. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good spot to be. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good base camp to adventure all around. Now, did you fly fish growing up? No, my dad did. And I can totally see why he hated taking us now. It makes all the sense. Oh, yeah. Sure, it was just like, fuck. Dude, no, I'm going fishing. You stay here with your mom. I put my kids on the tin car pole. I was like, what could go wrong? Like, there's what no trees around. I'm like, just <laughs> just do this, you know? Like, yeah. 10 to 2. Oh, you don't know what that is? Well, yeah. Just do this. <laughs> just do this. <laughs> Chop some shit. <laughs> and uh, I don't even know how they could get those lines as tangled as they do. It's impressive, isn't it? I, I like I, they come back and they're like, "Hey, this is really short," and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Whoa, how'd you do that?" Uh, yeah, so no fly fishing for us as kids. We fished some. Now, when did they start stocking this area? Is that um, always been going on, or is that? Yeah, so it's fun talking to like my dad, who knows a lot more of the history of the area than I do, right? Yeah, but. Originally, Eagle Nest Lake was, from what I understand, and this could be so wrong, so who's to say? Yeah, it's fine. Um, But they basically had a stocking program out of Eagle Nest Lake, from what I understand, that they would take fish and grow them in that lake and then move them all around. I mean, I think they've been stocking this area for, fuck, forever. I mean, not forever, but for as long as... There was a decent population they, of folks yeah, around. Yeah, well, once you know. they realized that there was money to be made off tourism because there was... I mean, I think they probably the stocked summertime. before that for just pure food reasons. Really? So you that's know, They would grow fish and then move them out. And, I, but I don't know, man. I'm no doctor. Um, See, I would, but, have, I would assume that it was strictly... Strictly tourism. Yeah, like yeah. fishing programs that kind of popped up in the 70s and 80s. Like, hey, look... Right. Hey, we can we make can some make, money. We can, make we can money. sell this stuff, the fishing stuff. Like, oh, to sell the fishing stuff, we got to get fish. Right. Oh, I mean, I'm places. all about the fishing stocking program. It is great for us. Yeah. But what about the otter stocking program? Less great for us. <laughs> the and they are and they are federally protected, so they're just gonna have to disappear in the night sometime, I suppose. Dude, somebody else needs. To, I'm not gonna do it. I that. thought there were beavers. There are beavers. Well, okay, what I was looking at the other day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Eating a fish. And I was like, wait a second. (laughs) Where were you? Beavers eat fish? Where were you? Cherie Ponds? Oh, way out there. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like, there's two mamas, two babies. I found myself in between the babies, like two of them just looking at me. And then one of them eating a fit, like the mama over here. I'm like, I don't know if this is, you know, if I. Prepared to fight a lot right? right? I don't. I don't. Not prepared. So yeah. I could see how me swinging my fly pole might be a little intimidating to a. Yeah, my, they could get the wrong idea. Could, yeah, yeah. So the fish stocking program, I think, has become a uh, an otter and northern pike feeding program. So the pike, what? what those, are those native? Where did they? No. Come, how did they get there? They uh, thought maybe for a minute we would have a pike program. Some. So a certain individual decided we would have a pike program. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know this individual? There's rumors. You I know? Mean, is this how long has that been going on? Oh, that's, I'm going to get this wrong, too. It's probably been... It's at least five or six years. Uh, yeah, I, was, I mean, it seems like I remember that from the get-go. 
maybe like, longer. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't was always. A, I mean, it's definitely not always been a thing, but it's been within the last ten years for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, really? So some individual just was like, you know what? I don't want to drive so far to catch pike. I'm just going to put them right here in the backyard. So now we have a pike lake, which, you know, they. I mean, those are want, big fish. I would think that I don't. I find it. I mean, I've never caught one or. It just seems it's like fun. Yeah, like that that it's would be fun. a fun thing to do. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's fun, for sure. It's fun. And they get big. And we really thought the state record was in there in Eagle Nest Lake, but I don't know. Now, Game and Fish came and netted a bunch of them. Really? Uh, this year. And they pulled all the big ones out. But there's nothing as big as we were hoping to see. But maybe he's still lurking in there. What do they do? How do they net a lake like that. I don't know exactly what they, they do. In a spot? I think so and I don't know. I there's guys over there that would know more, but all I know is there was a bunch of locals that were like, Man, you just came and took all the big ones. Uh let all the little guys go. They let the little ones back <laughs> in there? Yes. No, probably not, because there is a kill you are supposed to kill them. Yeah, if they come out you can't them. put them in back yeah. in. Sometimes they slip out of my hand. Yeah. They're very slippery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> um but if you go to the boat ramps right after they stock those little, like, three, four-inch trout, oh, you can hammer on the pike because they're just over there feeding. Wow. Um, so the otters and the pike are on the same team. Yep. Or kind of their competition for each other. And I'd say the Texans and Oklahomans are kind of on that <laughs> team as well. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> they just they end up in a septic tank instead of in a yeah. otter den, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah. Except for they got money in exchange. That's true. They're a lot more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And most of them are nicer. Sometimes. Most of them. Yeah, most of Not them. Not all. Yeah, I mean, it's gotten, it's gotten hectic up here. There's, I you mean, know, it's, my um, dad came into town and I was like, man, you'll never believe how busy town is right now. And this was like Monday. Right. And we come in early, like 730 and he's like, there's nobody here. And I'm like, give it just wait. Give it an hour or two. And we go back down the next trip and it's just like tons of people. And it's been, I mean, I don't even think it's as busy right now as it's been in the last few weeks. Um, It's, you know, I guess everyone wants to get outside and get away. And well, they're kind of forced to do that last year. And then they realize, like, oh, yeah, we do enjoy this. That was actually pretty rad. Because last year was, was pretty, I mean, it. Feel guilty saying it, but it's pretty awesome for us up here. Hey, everybody you know? I know that I've talked to on the show that was like that figured out a way to work. Like yeah, the, you know, even if they had to change what we they do, switch some things around and adjust some stuff, but holy, killed it. Yeah, killed it. I mean, there was it was I. You know, I definitely feel for people who own bars or yeah. restaurants, lodges had a tough go. You know, but uh, outdoor recreation was it's a peak. Yeah, it was exciting. So how long have you had the fly shop now? Five years. It's been five years. I know. Isn't that wild? Shit. Isn't that wild? Five years, then we've been gui- I've been guiding and guiding with some guys for, I don't know, I just make up numbers now because I don't ever remember, but like eight, nine years, seven, eight, nine years. Okay. So. How did that start? Just fishing with old Bobby Chunk, man. Yeah. Yeah. And fishing with those guys, and he was doing it, and then. Was he guiding? Uh huh. He was guiding for another guy when I started, and then Who was that, that guy. Who was he guiding for? His name was Greg, and then Greg boogied left town, so Bobby kind of took over, and then 
he was doing it, and then I think, you know, as any smart man would, he saw me and a way to make money off me, so he brought me in under him. He was making money <laughs> off of me going out, which, you know, which I was good for me. It was good for him. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, here we are. So how do you navigate that, you know, being a fisherman, starting out as a fisherman, right, uh-huh. and not doing it for money? You're, like, finding holes. And now you're like, well, I got to get these people on fish. You know, but a lot of people that come up here, they pay for one guided service so they can find a hole and then they go back without you. Yeah. Um, or were you even We just take them all at the same beginning? place so they all show up at the same spot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah. no, it, it, it's a weird, it's a hard thing because, I mean, especially being here for 12 years, watching the change and pressure in different places, you know, mm-hmm. and just the sheer amount of volume of people Plus, I think that fishing and fly fishing in general is is probably growing as an industry. Oh, dude, it's the number one so outdoor recreation it's crazy? industry. I mean, in- it's so hip and so cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, I never thought I'd be so hip. Um, but so, I mean, sheer just volume in that sense, pressure wise, has is, is been kind of. It's a bummer to see, but I understand that we're part of the problem, and so I think you know the stance, the best stance we can do is try and teach conservation and, and good proper etiquette and fish handling and on our trips. And then, you know, we do a river cleanup once or twice a year that we organize with the town um, and all the people around. And so, you know, just do our best to, to give back and help. So do, and, is there any like a meeting of the minds as far as like the different guides around town? Like where you're like, hey, you know, maybe once a month we meet and talk about no the places or how we're doing this. Or... Have you been to Red River before? Yeah. Working together is tough. It's so insane to me. <laughs> Isn't it wild? It's like, it really is. Yeah. Like, it seems like that would be a... Well, know, the way it's worked out, <clears throat> there's not, I mean, we just had one more service start up this year. I guess we made it look too easy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and we know what they're doing because they just took people from us so uh i know where they're going there's the other guys in town they go and they've got kind of their zones we don't i mean it's there's like definitely an yes yeah, territory yeah yeah we don't we don't go stomping on their corners yeah you know so um and then it's interesting as we cycle through guides because i mean you know it's a real there's not a lot of workforce here no but like uh you know, as people come and go over the years, I'll have a certain guide that, like, may really love to fish one area on one river, and he'll take a lot of his trips there, and then vice versa, different guys. So that spreads people out. I mean, we don't... The only time we've really run into, like, we're really actually running into each other is uh, during, like, fire restrictions, forest closures, when we can't go in the woods. So we're all restricted, like... And the cool thing is, is all the guides, like, everybody's... And even the, you know, at all levels of the, the outfitting services, everyone's cool with each other. Yeah. you know, when it's not real cutthroat. No, yeah. no. When we're all like confined to like a quarter mile of stretch in town in a neighborhood, we're all just like, well, fuck, we're all in it together. What's up, bud? You yeah, know, yeah. there's no point in. Uh, there's plenty of pie to go around this mm-hmm. town. So, so uh, the the customers when they show up, are they wanting? Big fish, do you give them an option as to what they want to do? Is there like the hiking aspect or like easy to get to or how do you how do you So a lot of a lot of that well, so kind of what we started out with is 
What's your experience, if any? If not, that's fine. That's great. We love it. Yeah. No big deal. And that's what we do a lot of. Um, and what are you looking to get out of this thing? And kind of customize for each person. 90% of the time, though, we look at them and it's pretty easy to tell like where we're going to take them. <laughs> oh, very judgmental. You know, very yeah. super you judgmental. You really like, good at it, though. Yeah, we totally... You can tell by the shoes, the, the right? Cover, the cover of that book tells you exactly where we're going. It's pretty <laughs> insane, know? isn't it? It's like, well, dude, I am not going to hike you 800 feet down into a gorge. Like, yeah. that's not happening. Or, like, you need to be, like, really close to a car. Yeah. Or, like, you know. So, <coughs> sometimes people surprise us, for sure. But we, we do a lot of bucket list trips, is kind of what I would refer to them as, where it's like a family of four or... Grandpa, son, and grandson, you know, we just, we want to go fly fishing. Yeah, that granddad that's smart enough to know, if I just take these guys by myself, I'll be untangling uh, all the Yeah, it's going to be and miserable. I can't even fish. <laughs> yeah, miserable. So, you know, we do a lot of that kind of, hey, we've always thought it would be cool, so, you know, it's yeah. like, cool, let's get some pictures yeah, of them. We've killed it in the pond year after year. Yeah, you got with our little spot. spinners, show us something cool. <clears throat> um, and then, you know, and then we'll try and convert them over, but we... It's, so it's a do lot you of that more just fly fishing for the guiding. Yeah, guys, that's people it. ask and it's like, no, we're going to talk you into it because you're going to have more fun. It's more effective. Yeah, you know. It, so I figured out this just this year. I realized why I fly fish so much here. Like I, I don't know. I just thought that I, I don't know. I, I don't even fly fish any place else. <laughs> like for bass, I'll take my yeah. rig down at the end of every year here and be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, yeah. and I have, but. It's just, but here there's just more fishing opportunities in the river. Like to do a regular spinning rod, it's got to be a, the right spot in the river. Whereas right. a fly, you can. Which is funny hearing you say that. Everywhere. I'd say 90% of the people that walk through our doors would say the exact opposite. They're like, you can't fly fish here. It's too tight. There's too many trees. There's too much of it. Too much. I'm like, man, you're full of excuses. You just go yeah. out there and catch a fish. Yeah, like literally, the fly, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, so you much can easier. fish anywhere on the river <laughs> yeah, with the fly. It's so much easier. Uh, Once you know what you're doing, the learning curve is there. I just realized that this year. Like I, yeah. like I was just like, that's good to hear you say that. Like, mm. oh wow, this—that's why I fly fish so much over here because it's you can fish more spots on the river. Yeah, you're not as limited to like a hole, the deep hole, where the <clears throat> you know the flows right where you can get the weights to work right, without right. putting a catfish weight on there. Right, right. Hold it in spot. Yeah, it's uh, it's just effective, you know. I mean, that's what they eat, right? You're just doing what they're already doing. Yeah. Um, we can't fly fish. Where so we how did so from. What, so you 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 didn't fly fish with your dad? Or did we you did some, but not much. I mean, when did you finally like get into it? Did you teach yourself? Did you take a guy? I trip? was with friends, and I don't even know. I mean, it just slowly grew. Slowly grew. Yeah. yeah. I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, well. But that's what I hire people for. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? Like, hire your weaknesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just. Yeah. Absolutely. Those guys that are guiding for me are way They're better good. at it than I am. Yeah. You know? And that's how it should be, right? Uh-huh. Um, sitting here and organize stuffed animals. So what about I'm if good. somebody wanted to, like, they came in, they're like, they show up on their bikes. They're like, we want to we go on our bikes. Yeah. Why don't you take us someplace? Fuck yeah. The fish on the bikes. Absolutely. You could do that, right? Absolutely. How It's like how, yeah, how serious do you want to get? Yeah. What are you thinking? Um, because, yeah, there's all sorts of options out there. We, I think that's what we should do when I get back. 
Let's do it. Uh, Let's just go cruise. Specific, take the bikes, go I'm hit down. some holes. Yep. And I already know where we're going to go. Perfect. Unless it changes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope, I hope it does. I hope it changes multiple times. Um, yeah, it's fun. The, the bike access fishing is... It's rad. I did on that little 110, I did have a little holster for my fly rod. Nice. Had a PVC that I zip tied onto the rack on the back. Yeah. With a little rod slot in it so I could just stick. So I'd be like putting down the hill on my 110 with nine foot of fly rod hanging out my ass. Yeah. End. I did it on my chopper one year. <clears throat> and what kept happening to me is going from spot to spot, I wouldn't want to break it all down. So it'd just be right. sticking straight up. And then the bike would get hot and I'd like, get to where I'm going and fuck with the line and it would just dangle down and hit my pipe and then it breaks. Yeah, it makes me nervous. It's just it's like, hot. just that little bit of heat. Like, just enough, close enough, boop, boop, over. Like, I don't even know if it would wait to hit the pipe before it would break. Yeah, For sure. Like, it would just it's get close, close enough, enough and separate. Yeah, it's scary. But there's ways to do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm, let's go. I just, it's fun, man. It's just super fun. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Cherie Ponds, is, that's what I'm going to do today. That's good. That You just know, we could go up and over there. Elephant Rock to Cabresto, fish up and over have there. Have you done the trail down the back? I have not. You were asking me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> let's go. Okay. Let's go. I'll get all my gear on, all my body armor, and we'll go. I need it all. Dude, the trail on the back side. When's the last time you did it? Uh, Last year. Okay, so he had already gone through there and fixed it? Yeah. Great. It, it's, yeah. There's two trails, though, back there. Not to get to Cabresto. Yeah. There's one trail down to Cabresto. Well, there's one that pops you out right at, like, the lake road, yeah. basically. And then there's one that hits, like, Sawmill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't consider that Cabresto. Fair enough. Yeah. It's in the canyon. <laughs> I mean, that, that trail was the first trail I tried to hit. That was, like, the only motorcycle-only yeah. trail sign I'd ever seen. Right. And this was... Five years ago, did you get like a fifty yards in there, and then there's like a fucking ten foot washout? Perfect. That just runs right through the trail. I was like, oh, I oh, can't. Great. So Perfect. Then I'd Let's go, go back the next year, and it's you know, it's an eleven foot washout. Now. Yeah, finally, <laughs> there's like a trail through there. Uh, yeah, but that's a tough one, a fun one. But just going to Elephant Rock is it's super rad. Yeah, it's super rad. We're pretty fortunate. We got some fun in the neighborhood. Yeah, so is there like, there's a group of guys around here. Who who cleared the trail? Do you know? I do. Um, his name's Roger. He is from, lives in, he's Towski Valley. Family been over there forever. He's part of the, I think it's the Enchanted Circle Trails. I don't know which group he was, he's with and that he did that under. But um, the ele- You're talking about Elephant Rock? Yeah. Okay. And so they got a grant and got a little mini X and he was up there and he cleared that thing and cleaned it up. I met him up there doing it. Yeah. So my wife likes to hunt crystals up that washout. Perfect. So I'm up there and I'm like, the fuck is that? There's like a mini excavator and some lady on an electric dirt bike. Yep, yep, that'd be his wife probably. I gotta meet them. Yeah, super cool. And they're like, yeah, we got a grant to clear this trail out and I was just like, Sick. Don't tell anybody. I know. <laughs> well, like I was telling you the other day, they put so they put gates up at the bottom to keep all the buggies out, because I know some of the local guys like to drive their buggies up there, and especially during hunting season. 
Yep. Four wheelers and side by sides and stuff. So they put gates out there. I mean, that's pretty tight for a side by side. Like it's very the far tight. one, the lower trail coming out of the wash, you could do pretty easy. The top trail coming out of the back of the, the shooting range there, I don't think you could. That it's would pretty be tight. tough. It's tight. But they so they ripped the gate off on the other one. So we were gonna take a welder up there in a buggy sometime and go. Yeah, I mean, how do that you, gate solid? Yeah, how do you go about <clears throat> keeping the locals off the trail? I mean, the gate. I mean, that's it. I Man, it's not even just, I mean, like, I would say, and this is total speculation, but I would say it's probably more of a local population that would rip a gate off, but the visiting population will drive everywhere, too. With all the buggies we've got out there now, I mean, we're seeing new roads and new trails everywhere. I mean, places that are like a tiny little one acre, two acre square that all of a sudden has roads all through it. And it's like, you can't even go anywhere. Like, what do you yeah. just stay on the road? You're going to thrash it all for everybody. There's trails across the river and we're, it's just aggravating. Trails across the river. Yeah. Up in the upper valley. So we're, uh, it's just a little frustrating. It's in there, Will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so... I don't know. That's a yeah. I mean, Red River's next battle. I think. I think where where the line got crossed, and this is just my opinion, was and I was excited about it at first. Was letting people drive on the road. I think you're right. Where they could be <clears> like, <throat> oh, now we can just rent them out. And, and it's and, mayhem. And you know, I think my frustration with the renting them out, and and I, I got no beef with any of the people that do it. They're all uh, friends with it. It's a small town. We're all friends. I wish that there was a way. So like us, we have to have permits to operate on the forest, right? Those guys are just renting them out out of town and letting them go. So Do they, they just don't have, have like to the standard put tag your vehicle yeah, permit, they, yeah, ten dollars or uh -huh. something. So they don't have to give. I mean, and they do give back a lot of. There's especially one or two companies here in town that are really good about organizing trail crew cleanup stuff. But a lot of them organizing, don't. they should fucking do it. Well, I mean, well, it's the federal government. Do you think they let us do anything? We tried. Really? We got, so we got to the point of they were going to sign us a permit that we could maintain the roads ourselves. And the day they were going to maintain, sign that permit, they gave us like two years free range to maintain. They called and they were like, hey, we found a crew. Uh, they're going to come down and just take care of it all for you. And I was like, great, perfect. Now we don't have to do it. I mean, this is the first year I've seen anything done in right. <clears throat> so years. we did the, the off-road group got... Goose Lake done a few years, two years ago, last year. I don't remember. They're all the same. Uh, old Pass was done, the lower part of the Old Pass, where there was a big washout. They, the yeah. Forest Service closed it because it was dangerous. And it was. Yeah. If you didn't know what you were doing. If you knew what you were doing, it was fine. But um, So we're slowly trying to get some trail work done. But, yeah, it's awesome to see them up there working right now. It's rad. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it'd be nice and smooth for all the buggies. To so get you know, there's like an old trail <clears throat> system that they shut down that I found on my dirt bike. Mm -hmm. And I guess the idea was like, yeah, we use that for a while, then we close it down. We're letting that grow back. Or grow something. back. I think it was more logging roads and mining access, but I don't know. I mean, what I don't know what you've seen or seen mapped out. I mean, stuff. I've ridden. I mean, I could go from here to Costillo. I could go to Shree Ponds. No, oh, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. I said I could. <laughs> yeah, I could. yeah, yeah, you could if you wanted to. On those roads. Right. Okay, but they got right. to, I mean. Yep. They're there. But I was just curious if they were ever 
going to do that to what's here now or like like there's another set of roads <clears throat> that the Elephant Rock Trail connects to. Right. And those are big side those big, are big big roads all over up there. Roads or, and I think that's what they were. I think they were logging, logging and mining roads. access. I don't think they were ever recreation. None of these were ever built for recreation, I don't think. You yeah. know, I think it was mining and logging and we obviously don't really do that anymore. So Yeah, what's up? So how what about all the dead trees? I mean, what's can people just go up there, buy a permit? You can, yeah. You go buy out? yeah, dead and down. Pull them out. We'll never catch up. It's an issue. I mean, there's I think there's it's some just drought ridden, some beetle kill i don't know uh but it's not as bad as it is to the north of us it's pretty it's even way worse up there yeah. um but north towards colorado and like wolf creek and that zone over oh, that yeah, way in colorado yeah, okay, yeah 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 it's i mean it's you look around there and it's like beetle kill sin everything well, i didn't realize how bad it was here until i drove through mara a couple of years ago and i was like oh this is like a it's clean and nice. A different looking. Well, you got to think here. too that I mean we're like three times as steep as it is over there, so they can drive around over there and pick oh. shit up, climb up and down these mountains and pick up trees. Good, good luck. Point. Yeah, that makes a lot um, more sense. Unfortunately, it's just natural to have a fire, but that would we don't want that, you know. Yeah. But that's what. That's what normally takes. That's care what of normally that. takes care of that problem. So like, what do you do? We don't want to burn the town down. Don't want to have a burn burn down. All around town. Yeah, it's a tough one. But it's just a tinderbox. So luckily, it's wet as shit this year. Hadn't had any problems, hadn't had any concerns. I'll knock on some wood. Um, The dust has been down. Yeah. It's been pretty nice. It's pretty freaking nice this summer. Yeah, life is good. Now, speaking of tomorrow, have you ridden down there? Um, So we will just ride a little bit. We'll start an angel fire with my angel fire crew of buddies. And we'll pop out of their forest road out of the back there. And go up and over. And have you ever been to Valle Escondido, the little golf course? They've got a bar. So we can ride from Angel Fire up and over the mountain down into Escondido, get a couple drinks, and then cruise around and ride back. There's some. There's a ton of roads all over there. We were, haven't made it all the way to Mora. We were talking about it the other day, but we just went to Escondido and had a drink yeah. instead. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I found a um, road the other day, or a trail called Slope to Slope, that goes to Sipu. Oh, sweet, yeah. From, From Angel from Fire? Angel Fire, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's, I mean, talking there's to Roger. There's a lot more roads down there. There's a ton. I mean, I can't remember how many thousands of miles he said we've got of roads down there because the, the guy that was doing the, the elephant rock clearing up here, he's a super great advocate of trails and single track trails for, for motorcycles only. And, and yeah. he's a big. I mean, those are the only ones in the state that I found is Elephant Rock and Pioneer. And Pi- yeah. Loop. Yeah, there's not much. That's it. So he's, Roger, uh, you know, that guy, he loves it down that way. I mean, there's just, you can go forever down there. Yeah. Um, Which is, it's pretty rad. It's fun getting to know it all. Because then we take the snowmobiles out in the winter. So it's fun seeing everything, like. Well, the snowmobiles, you can really do some exploring. Yeah, you can. I mean, there's no. There's no over snow policy in the Carson. Yeah, it's insane. So short of being in wilderness. You know, I mean, that's what makes me want to get a snowmobile so bad. And I got an old, of course, a piece of shit one picked out in town. I had not worry it, no. Hmm? I'll show you mine. Yeah. I'll get that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Yamaha sick, though, the bearing and the light. If it's a Yamaha, I bet it weighs about 8,000 pounds. Yeah, probably. 
What do you got? A Polaris. Yeah? Yeah. I got mad at mine last year, so I got a new one. Sick. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> 850. Oh, it's man. Just fucking, it's like 450 pounds, 500 pounds, and, no and 850. Way. And it no just. Way. Pissed off. Super fun. That thing is light. Yeah. Super light. Wow. Super fun. I didn't know they could be that light. And that's like a stalker. You go, like, these guys that are switching everything out with titanium, they'll drop another 150 pounds on them. That's insane. And put a turbo. I don't need a turbo. You just get stuck worse places. Yeah. What's <laughs> <Fuck> that? <laughs> that's the thing, dude. A dirt bike, you get stuck somewhere, which I have <clears> been. <throat> you can walk out pretty. Yeah, yeah you know, you're not walking much on the snow. Yeah, like, what, what do you do? Fucking dig. I mean, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta get unstuck. Well, I mean, what if the thing, the machine quits working? Well, you don't Guess go by yourself. Get a fucking old Yamaha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had one, and it was it sounded, the idle sounded funny on the trailer. I was like, nope, selling it, done, getting a new one. That's it, <laughs> done. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Can't take those kinds of chances. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta always have buddies, and then we always have tools. And I mean, you know how it is. It's the same as dirt biking. Yeah. You know, you got tools, you got first aid, you got all the stuff you're gonna need to be out there. First aid. Yeah, I gotta take a first aid kit. What if you freaking take a dirt nap on the side of the road? Never, no. never thought about that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I've used part of my first aid kit for on my sled, like when I've knocked the brake levers off or something. You oh, know, there's you gotta, tools in there. Well, no, Sick. but there's there's things that I use as tools. <laughs> yeah, you know, perfect. Like, take that ace bandage and now you, wrap now it you got together. Me sold on the first aid. Yeah, yeah. There's possible. Problem solvers in there. For sure. Yeah, it's like a first aid tool, you know, like some bailing wire. Just, yeah. I don't know what you'd use that for. No, aid, I've been but. thinking, like, I probably should have, like, a, you know, my buddy Greg always tells me, just little things that could save a life. You know, we're like, there's just small tools. That yeah. Could, you know. You so could, from Ski Patrol, and I have, like, a, seen oh, all that so stuff all winter. So I kind of got an idea. So well, I've made, see, like, I put together a little, it's not everything, but it's like, man, we could probably... Yeah, you have some classes, on some, some like some certain. That's, I guess that's what I is. I should probably take like a, you know, basic training EMT. I course. think everybody should because it's super cool that I have all that and know what to do. But that helps me zero when I'm the one that's knocked the fuck out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I need everyone else to know what to do. So do you still do that in the winter? A little bit, yeah. A total moonlight celebrity show up every like, uh, yeah, that maybe a dozen days. It's fun. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. The snow's been pretty good the past couple For, years, huh? Yeah, man, it's been great. Well, no complaints. Uh, we've had a good run, for sure. I mean, it's not been banger, nothing crazy, but it's been, it hadn't been terrible. And we'll yeah. take it. Plus, they do such a good job here with snowmaking that we excel on bad snow years, you know? Yeah, those it's guys for are the always town. a trip, too, it's, to show up and do that. Yeah, they are. They're super fun. <laughs> <laughs> the, what, the Aussies, right? Or they yeah. They come from New Zealand? New Zealand. That's what it is. And, I mean, it takes a special breed to want to work outside all night long with water. Yeah. On a mountain. Negative 30. Yeah, fuck. They're I, always cold and wet. I couldn't fucking believe how cold. I just, I guess the times that I'd been up here in the winter, it wasn't. That, that cold. It, was, it wasn't that cold. And then yeah. Well, during ago, the day, it's nice. It was like negative fucking third. I waited till it got to zero to 
fix my truck that was broken. <laughs> right. I, I, I was just like, no way, I'm never coming back. My nose hairs freeze at negative 10 is what I've decided, and that's my like threshold. If, if I walk outside and my nose hairs just freeze up, I'm like, no, going back inside, not doing Whoa. it. So what about the ice fishing? How's that? Fun as shit. Yeah. I got to do that. Fun too. as shit. So we've been doing, we can go out on Eagle Nest Lake and we've got the shanties and all the everything and get, take the auger out there and drill it. The more fun thing though is that we'll take our skis and we'll skin up to some of the high mountain lakes, carry an auger yeah. or a hatchet, cut a hole up there, fish, and then ski back down, which is super fun. Like Good jet ski or snowmobile skis? No. Well, I mean, I've taken them on a snowmobile. But like ski, we'll just walk. You just walk up there. Yeah, so our, like our backcountry back ski up setup, we'll walk okay. up to Middle Fork or something. Okay. Cut a hole, catch some fish. We've done some ice climbing. Are there There's fish a, in that lake? The best I've ever done is ice fishing. Yeah. Really? Like some big old fat brookies. Super fun. No way. Slam the woolly bugger. Wow. And then I you go back luck into, at I any did. of those lakes. We, we packed float tubes up there with horses. A couple years ago, we had like seven fishermen, like all good, savvy dudes and, and girls that know what they're doing. And we got two bites between all of us on float tubes out in the middle. I was like, fuck this place. But then we go back and ice fish it, and you just sit there and over one little tiny eight inch no hole and just way, hammer. Dude. It's, it's wild. I guess that's awesome. So that's fun. Yeah, yeah. The ice fishing, it's my new jam. And there's no rules in ice fishing. I'll take a treble hook with a worm, a salmon, <laughs> and power bait, all on one, and dunk that son of a bitch in there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've good, done it at Cabresto, I can catch it. Yeah. But, I mean, nothing big. Nothing, How is there big, not bigger fish in that? Like, I don't know, man. Are they just They've too... they got to be. Are they... I don't know. Is like, there too many? Because you know when they... When fish overpopulate, they all right, get they to like all one get size. I, they must be the case because you know there's about a million fish that ten inch size. Oh, in you there. stand up there and just like watch the water at dusk. boil, and it's just yep. Because we've that's the same. We've ice fished up there. I'm like, all right, I'm going to the deepest part of the lake. There's got to be some tanks in here. You walk out to the middle of that lake. Fuck yeah. God damn. It's still Kill nothing ball. big. Nothing big. Nothing big. I just, I don't know. I don't believe it. I don't yeah. know. I guess I'm a fool because I'll keep trying. So, there's got to be something. There's got to there. be. Like, there's got to. I've like, seen some cutthroat in there that have been a little bigger, you know, like 12, 13 inches. But there's got to be. I want, there's got to be something. What's like, that big dark gold one that I've caught out of there? Dark gold? Yeah. Not a brown trout. Probably a cutthroat because there's brookies and cutties in there. Does it look like some sort of a sucker fish? Something weird. No, the face no, you're making. No, but it's got like a weirder mouth. Oh, it's, so it's like a sucker or a chub or something. If it's not no, like a it's trout. a trout. It is. It's a trout. Yeah, it's definitely a trout. But it's got like like a big trout. It's got like a big trout's mouth on a small fish. That may be another sign that that is because that's what happens like in a small pond. The bass will get big mouths, right. small bodies. Yeah, it's just not enough food. Too much competition. Mm -hmm. No, I thought it was like a. Brown, maybe? I don't know. I, I honestly, I thought it was a cutthroat until this year. I bet it was. I really no, bet like it was. Goldfish. Like brown, gold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be kind of gold. It's going to have some red. I mean, depending on the time of the year, too, the different colors are going to shine more. Because uh, the cutthroat I was catching the other day. You have day, spots towards the back only. 
black spots towards the back, but the front of the body is going to be kind of it's like tan gold. gold brown with red spots. Brown trout. It's a brown trout, right? Probably. See, I, I think I was just confused. It thought that those were cutthroats until the, the whole other time. day when I when you caught, caught some cutthroat and you're like, oh, and I was like, what the fuck? It was like lighter color, pink, pink, and fucking super yeah. cool. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just new. Hey, we're so all learning something, time. man. It's my first time. It's my second rodeo. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be gone for the weekend. Be back next week. Family in town. After that, let's go. We're gonna go. Dirt we'll bike. get the crew. Oh, I got a guy that would actually like to go with us. Sweet. I met this guy in town. His name's Scott Welch. He's a motorsports photographer and loves to fish and has a KTM. Sounds like the man. Yeah. We'll get him to go and snap some photos, get some rad shit, bikes, and fishing. Beautiful. That'd be cool. Heck yeah. What about, there's another pond I wanted to ask you about. Oh yeah. The one at the end of Pioneer Road by the house. The private one fenced off up there? I know nothing about it. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Okay, well, then we're going to kill this and talk some more. <laughs> All right. Thanks, hey, thank you. Hey, wait a second, wait a second. Tell us the name of your establishment where people can come. Red River Angler and Sport here in downtown beautiful Red River, New Mexico. Right off Main Street. Right off Main Street. Come right next door to the dairy bar. Get yourself a green chili cheeseburger and uh, come talk fishing with us. Go go fly fishing. Go fly fishing. Dirt We've, bike. You're going to set up like we a got dirt maps. bike loop. We got everything you need. No, no, yeah. you're going to set up a guided dirt a bike loop. A guided dirt bike loop. loop. Yeah, I like it. People come in. Sold. You take them on the bike. Follow us. Do you think anybody will ever rent dirt bikes? No. It won't happen, will it? No. The insur- they are not even allowed to rent four-wheelers anymore. Too many people are. Oh, for real? Yeah. I didn't know that. This I thought dangerous. it was just side-by-sides. Dangerous. People are. No way. You gonna give somebody a dirt bike that doesn't know what the hell they're doing, and be responsible for it and them? I mean, some of those trails that I've taken my that are open to side by sides. I'm like, damn. Exactly. I know that they like say, hey, don't go here, don't go there, but like, have you been on the trails that are down, like you know where Bonito Canyon is, Mm -hmm. and then you know we're like. What is that, Mallet Canyon Road? Mm-hmm. On the other side, Bonito Canyon, there's a set of trails over there. Mm-hmm. Super steep. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. shit could get serious over Real there. Real quick, and it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a police there, a fire scanner in here, and yeah, it gets serious. Oh, you do. You it's listen fun to, to this listen. Shit. Yeah, yeah. People How many are... deaths a year? Um, one we don't like to promote that. But come on, no, we gotta be um, serious. One, usually one, maybe two. But I think that's extremely good. I th- for the number of, yeah, I mean, you know, if you think down here at this end of town, they're renting out, they got 40 machines that they rent out twice a day, you know? I mean, and then that's just one of like oh, five let's talk about places. That. Is there any like etiquette? So like, and I thought about doing this, like getting my, you know, everybody in my family this week, even though we got side by sides, going down there and renting a slew of them just to see how, See what they do. Like, what do they tell you? Yeah. How do they tell you to commu- do? They tell you to communicate they do. with other people. They well, it's oh, as far as like on the trails, yeah, I bet like, they don't. You know, you go other places and it's very, 
you know, and I'm sure you know this being on bikes, but you know, if you pass a group of people, they'll throw up their hands, tell you how many people Only are behind them. Only from experience. Yeah, they're not, they're not telling anybody any of that shit. They give them a map, tell them where to go, what not to do, or they're not allowed to ride in town, and I think that's it. Yeah. But it's super nice when you're out on the trails and, you know, someone throws a fist up and you know that you can open it up now. Yeah. Because there's no one left. I just learned the fist thing yesterday. Oh, yeah? Where I just caught somebody doing that. I was like, oh, he's the, he gave me a fist. I thought he wanted to fight. And then I realized <laughs> he was the last guy in the pack. <laughs> yeah. And they gave me a number early on. And I was like, oh, maybe oh, the fist is zero. We're no closed more. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice when people know that. No, they no. Yeah, because so uphill that's the thing. Like, right away. No, they don't teach anybody. If you're in the shit. front of the pack, you know, give somebody a number give on your hand. Number. How many buggies are behind you, or how many in your group? Right. What's the how many rest? buggies are behind you? How many more? I would say. Yeah. So I think I get mixed reviews, or I get mixed numbers. Like sometimes they say. I mean, does it really us. matter? Just like you know that there's still a bunch of people behind them. Yeah. And then the last dude, if he says like I'm the last dude, that's all you really care about, right? I, don't know. I know what you mean. I, I don't know. know. Exactly, I don't know exactly. I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna take <laughs> off, dude. Yeah. As soon as that guy, because usually the last guy's like the slowest dude. Sometimes always because some like, you know, in a pack that kind of knows what they're doing. There's the guy in the back is like the ace. Well, that's how you would you would if, normally set it. That's up. That's how you would set it up. But yeah. When you got these groups of people that are just buggy and around, you know, they yeah. don't. They're not thinking well, about... Well, the smartest person's in the front because the back guy eats all the dust. But the smartest guy should... Well, the most <laughs> yeah, savvy person... should be in the back. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you want a goober leading you and like not knowing where they're going? Well, I'm not saying that the it should go reverse For order. Sure. I'm just saying like Somebody's the guy smart. who can help the Everybody. Most. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I, you know, I agree like, with that. Yeah. The guy up front should have the directions. Yeah. No, I don't think there's any etiquette taught no. at all to answer your question. Because I I try and learn. Yeah. Well, it just makes like everybody's know. experience better. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like there should be some kind of something. You would think. I would hope. And maybe not. And I also just would just like to know if there is. Like, if there's something I don't know. Right. What am I, I missing? I would like to know. Am I not doing it right? Is there something yeah. else? Right. Hmm. Yeah, there's some big groups out there. So are there any guided side-by-side tours yet? Because like in Colorado, right? Yeah, yeah, Bobcat Pass. They've they been doing do... it guided all, the whole time. Really? Mm-hmm. How many do they take out at once? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Probably five, six, seven. Are there any places that you can go, like private places that are, they're only like, like fishing, you know, there's places like, right, private where access, some people have man. access. No, you know, there was a place a few years ago when we had big forest closures that some landowners or some folks that had them leased for different access worked out a deal and they let people run their, run their buggies over there. Um, and that was pretty cool because we were kind of dead in the water without that. Yeah. Uh, but that is since. That is what not. about, you got any secret spots? We'll talk about nope. that later. Nope, Nothing. no secret It's bullshit. We're going to find them. All right, I got to go. Cheers. Play. Thanks, bud. Damn. All right, I got to go record. No, I'm recording a podcast tomorrow with a guy named Scott Welch. He's like a motorsports photographer. I've seen him riding dirt bikes in a fucking crotch rocket around Red River. So I like, I met him last year. I actually seen him again this year. Anyways, he's a pretty fucking impressive photographer. And we're going to talk about like, fucking dirt bikes and photographing shit and that will happen tomorrow but i'm gonna tell him what i'm getting at 
is I'm going to give him a little recap of Run to Raton and how I got stoned and fucking Panhead Steve won all the awards and I knocked one of them out of his hand and it broke into pieces and how fucking Jer... Uh, we're just... I'm not going to... I don't want to ruin it all. A lot of shit happened. It was a lot of fun. JP Rodman, you are a fucking saint. I love you, bud. Uh, Sloan, thanks for taking your time to sit down and talk. Let's go ride dirt bikes and go fishing. <laughs>